Welcome to my podcast where I talk about all things related to money, mindset, finance, business, and investing. My name is Royston Kambabachi, qualified accountant with over 30 years' experience in finance and business. Coming from a very humble background, I have continuously challenged the assumptions and the expectations of what I'm capable of achieving for myself and others. Over the years, I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs to decipher finance and to make more money and to run highly successful businesses. On this podcast, I will share with you tips, strategies, techniques, and tools that you can use to make more money, manage money better, and to maximize your success. Welcome back to the podcast, and I've got to get into the flow of this now. I think this is episode 10, so doing quite well, yeah. Uh, some better news every time. Uh, I do one of these podcasts in terms of uh, the vaccine and getting back to the normal or new normal. I think I've been listening to the radio and uh, flicked on the television this evening. And I don't normally watch TV, but I do watch when there's something exciting to watch, you know. And uh, they were talking about, obviously, a vaccine being approved in the UK. And over in Europe, uh, they're a bit skeptical that it hasn't been approved by the, you know, the Europe regulator. And I guess that's what I call Euro-Brexit politics, you know what I mean? Not something I cover on this podcast. But just interesting, right? Because um, it kind of linked to, to this episode and what I want to cover uh, today. Let me ask you the question. Do you believe that taking risks is necessary to get ahead in business and life? And maybe ask you a second question. What significant risks have you taken uh, to get ahead? You know what I mean? And and if you look back, would you say that actually if you didn't take those risks, you wouldn't be where you are? Or maybe you took those risks and you didn't like where you are. You see, and that's the thing about the risk. Let me, let me, let me remind you what is a risk. It's an exposure to, to danger, an exposure to harm or loss. And for me, I like to see risk as being probability of an event occurring. You know, and for me, everything is risky, literally for waking up in the morning, you can fall off your bed. Okay, you make maybe you make it out of your bed, coming down the stairs if you've got stairs in your house. You can fall down the stairs. Okay, maybe you make it to the kitchen. You can slip on the floor. Okay, maybe you didn't do that. You're left, you know, you, you're going out in your car. Bang, you can have an accident. There's always a probability of something can happen, yeah? Think that is necessary personally, you know, to take calculated risks, yeah? Based on your expertise, based on your... Uh, skill set based on your mindset i think you can take risks and um, and kind of estimate or calculate the probable outcome that's why in this episode today i want to talk to you about risk management from a kind of a investing or what is called a wealth creation perspective yeah and before i get into the different types of risk and some of how you might want to manage the risks and all that kind of stuff from an investing perspective let me talk to you a little bit about my story and how i had to I take risk even to come to the UK to study. Um, because look, growing up was tough. Uh, I remember I tried to get my dad to help me uh, in my early 20s. I went to Canada. He didn't help me. He turned me down. And I really knew I had it in me to do more, to be more, to help more people. Um, even though actually before I actually embarked on, on studying to become a qualified accountant, I had taught hundreds of adults, you know, in business and, and accounting, you know. I've also been a financial controller and all that back home uh, in the Caribbean, back in Grenada. But I knew I had it in me to do more. Um, I knew I could do m- much. I mean, when I was younger, I even wanted to do a PhD. Maybe something I can still probably pull off, but not 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 my immediate focus right now. But look, 
I didn't have the money. I did not have the money to pursue my studies. I remember trying to um, go to the, uh, what they call the Navy, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. I even got, uh, I tried to apply, apply for a scholarship and actually got approved uh, to Cambridge College, but my grades weren't good enough, you know what I mean? I guess it's a risk that I took, right? I got approved, um, the scholarship was approved, but Cambridge didn't accept me, right? But then I decided, okay, wow, I keep trying, I keep trying. I applied for a loan. Look, there was a risk that uh, the bank didn't, the bank didn't approve the loan. There's a risk that the bank turned it down, right? But I pushed. I mean, they even challenged me. Why do you want to go to the UK? Why, why don't you go to Trinidad and Tobago? I goes, no, man. I want to go to the UK, you know. Mr. Saunders, who was my physics teacher, he told me that potentially uh, the UK is good for me. Because they're polytechnics, you know. I was always interested in a bit of science and a bit of uh, business, you know. And he said to me, yeah, go to the UK. Go to the UK. That's the most I knew of the UK. I didn't know anyone apart from a friend from a friend. But look, my, the loan was approved, but my mom had to put up security, her house, her land, and even her salary went through the bank. That's a significant risk that my mom took. You know, that's why I love her with all, all of me. You know, and, uh, and my whole desire is to make sure my mom is, is okay uh, in any way possible where I can. But look, coming to the UK, right? Imagine coming to this place, man. You, I don't know no, no one here. I'm coming to study. My mom's salary is going to the bank. But you know what I had in me? I had the self-belief. I had the mindset. I took a calculated risk that once I had the opportunity, I can turn it into an expected outcome. And I think sometimes that's all people want. People want an opportunity, you see? And that's why sometimes, you know, by borrowing money, borrowing money gives you the opportunity that you will not normally have, you know. Um, I think I focus uh, uh, on one of the podcasts on, on using debt to build wealth, you know. It's a serious thing, right? Especially even if you look right now at how some of the big countries in the West, uh, how they actually run. Even I was talking to some guys as well who I'm working with uh, over in the Caribbean, and we're just discussing, we was even saying even countries in the Caribbean as well, they're running debt, you know what I mean? But some people, they have this, this false belief that, you know, they wouldn't borrow to invest and all that kind of stuff. Look, sometimes it's necessary to borrow to invest, but what you have to do is take a calculated risk and you must manage that risk uh, very, very carefully. So let me talk to you about some risk from an investment perspective today, Yeah. I'm not going to go into these in great detail because I could be here a very long time. Um, I myself have been a financial risk manager, um, so I understand a lot about risks as well. But I just want to cover some um, stuff here as an introductory level. You know what I mean? I might come back with this in more detail in the future. From an investment perspective, there's various risks, yeah? There's, uh, and it basically is a risk of losing your money or losing a portion of your money and it can be due to market conditions. We call it market risks. Yeah, I say, for example, the price of the market, uh, if you invest in stocks and shares, that going against you. It can be a liquidity risk. For example, even in business, yeah, if you, uh, for example, you cannot pay your suppliers, that's a liquidity risk because you cannot meet your financial obligations. If, for example, you're in business and you cannot pay back uh, lenders, you know, if you borrow money and you can't pay them back, 
It's a liquidity risk. Okay, you can say it's a cash flow risk, but cash flow is a bit more operational. Liquidity risk is, is it's a bit different. It's kind of related, but it's different, right? Then we have something called credit risk, yeah? And credit risk, again, is when a borrower, again, he failed to make payments, you know? I mean, they're kind of related, but it's basically uh, when, when you fail to make payments. So, for example, let, let me flip it away a different way. Now, when you put your money in the bank, yeah, as far as the bank is concerned, the bank owes you money. So if you have a lot of money, what you should be doing is spreading this. Don't put all your money in one bank. If, if that bank goes bust, they cannot pay you back, you see? And then you have a credit risk exposure. I remember one of my jobs uh, as, as a financial risk manager, one of uh, my activities was to look at the investment portfolio and make sure that no portion of the investment, uh, or we don't invest any more than 10% in one particular uh, institution. Obviously, these institutions are all giving us an interest rate, you know what I mean, or they're giving us a return on the investment. However, we have to spread the credit risk, yeah? Because normally, from an investment risk perspective, you must have policies. All these big companies that have what is called investment risk policies, you know, market risk policies, liquidity risk policies. And you also have reinvesting risk, yeah? Because if you invest your money, say in a fund, there is two types of investments that you can have, right? Whether it's an income accumulation or actually income units and accumulation units. I said income accumulation, but it's really one or the other. Um, however, if you are accumulating or if you are reinvesting your your interest or your dividend back into the investment, you can actually end up reinvesting at a lower price than which you entered into. It's a reinvestment risk. So basically, you are reinvesting at a lower ROI. And you also have other types of risks, you know, um, operational risk, you know, just the risk of like COVID, for example, you know, um, you know, operational risk, right? COVID, you cannot open your store. It's an operational risks, yeah? Then you also have uh, project risks. You have currency risks as well. So, for example, I'm in the UK and I have a project. Say I have a project over in Grenada. Grenada uses Eastern Caribbean dollars. I use um, pounds. So, for example, let's say it's a mortgage. If, if I have a mortgage there, um, I guess the monthly payment, if I try to service the mortgage from the UK, the monthly payment would not be the same because I'm exposed to currency risk, yeah? Because uh, the, the Caribbean dollar is pegged to the U.S., but uh, it kind of fixed to the U.S., but it fluctuates to the pound. So there's currency risks, yeah. But what happened, um, and this is how I know about the risk so much, is I worked in insurance for many years. And what it is is that insurance companies, they can actually insure your business from all of these risks. They can underwrite all of these risks, you know by having a, an assessment of the risk and assessing the outcome. That's especially what an underwriter does, you know. An underwriter looks at a piece of risk. Say, for example, there are different risks, you know, aviation risk, for example. You know, the, the risk of an aircraft falling out of the sky is also a risk that, in, that underwriters actually insure people for. But uh, they can even insure the hull of a boat. For example, the risk of the, the boat catching fire inside the boat, you know. I was so amazed when I worked in insurance, how many different types of risk an underwriter can insure, you know. Uh, you can just, as I said, insure the ship, which is the outside, and you can also uh, insure the hull and that kind of stuff. So insurance is one way to protect yourself. And there is different ways. One from, from an investing perspective, one of the best ways to protect yourself is what's called diversification. As my grandmother would say, 
don't put all your eggs in one basket. Okay, so that's very much. So now we're getting into kind of uh, the whole idea of, of risk on investing perspective. And one thing I want to talk to you specifically about uh, is something called the risk return theory. I don't know if you ever heard this before or the risk return trade-off. And basically it states that the potential return rises with an increase in risk. Yeah, effectively, uh, investing and risk return are highly correlated. What does that mean in layman terms? It means that as the potential risk of which you're investing in increases, so does your return. Um, so that's why something I actually use something called, I have a formula in my, in my blueprint. You know, I have a profit, profit, I have a profitable business blueprint and I have a formula in there uh, called RATE, R-A-T-E. And when looking at the ROI or return on investment, what I look at is something called uh, the R is the risk. I always look at the risk because the higher the risk, the higher the expected ROI, yeah, return on investment. You know, obviously there are different kind of returns anyway. I wouldn't even go into that right now, right? But let's just say ROI, return on investment, um, or rate of, uh, whatever, rate of return, same thing. So next thing you have A, which is the amount, because clearly if you invest more, and uh, you're likely to get more. Obviously, uh, it's, a, it's a good investment, yeah? And time. The longer you keep uh, your stuff in, especially in property investment, for example, uh, because in every 10 years, apparently in the UK, property price has, has doubled, yeah, over the last 300 years. Every 10 years, property price has doubled. And I actually witnessed that uh, my own self, like kind of dabbling it a little bit, right? So all I'm trying to say to you here is that there is a risk return theory. And the higher the risk, the higher the return. People who take a lot of risk tend to have a lot of money, you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, you have to take calculated risk. And there are various formulas, there's various uh, tools and techniques that you can use to really look at what is called uh, your risk return trade-off, yeah? The next thing in, in my formula is obviously, I think as a time, and then E is just the expected return. That's a formula for rate, yeah? So that is something that you really need to understand when, when you're looking to take risks, yeah? Because, you know, um, according to the risk return trade-off, yeah, invested money, you know, can render higher profits only if the investor will accept higher possible losses. What does that mean? It means that when you are investing money, when you are looking to invest money, yeah, as Warren Buffett will say, yeah, you stand to win and you stand to lose. But if you really follow Warren Buffett, he said there are only two rules. Yes. Uh, number one, don't lose money. And number two, don't forget rule number one. I'm, I'm saying all this to say that uh, you can borrow money to invest. That's fine. But you must manage the risk. And when it comes to business, it's good to have multiple streams of income. What do I mean by this? I mean that don't just have one product or service. Yes. When you're borrowing that money to do uh, that business, have multiple streams of income. So, for example, even when I came to UK and I borrowed the money to do uh, the accountancy stuff, I didn't just sit on my bum and just study it all day. No, I went out and I started getting jobs. I'm not like I was, you know, I was, I was hustling, you know, because I realized that I've got to pay the interest back home, number one. But I realized that I've got to make money. You know what I mean? Always try to hustle. Always try to do, 
different things. Don't just rely on, if you're an, if you're an employee, you know, don't just depend on the job because they can make you redundant. If you have a business, don't just have one product or service, you know. So spread your risk. By spreading your risks, you are minimizing your risk. By spreading your investment, you also spreading your risks, yeah. Because obviously the risk is at the likelihood that something could go wrong, yeah. And there's different charts that you can use, of course, to measure your risk. You know, we call them, you know, risk bubble maps, etc. I'm not going to go into that. that. That's a bit more technical. If you're in business and you want to do like uh, assess your risk, you want to do, you want to have a, a risk control framework, um, get in touch with me, Roy at mmedu.co.uk, yeah, at Roy or ratmax.com. Yeah, if you're in business and you want to manage your risk better, even if you want to know how to leverage money, how to borrow money to make money, get in contact with me. I think I'm I'm the godfather of that. So, um, so yeah, so leveraging debt to make debt is very risky. I told you my own story anyway. And it's something that if you're going to do, just make sure that you know what you're doing, yeah? So when you talk about leveraging, yeah, and I mentioned this a few times in different things that I've spoken about. What is leverage? But basically, all leverages, yeah, is just using borrowed money to increase your return on investment, yes? So leveraging money is just basically borrowing money. One of the ways to leverage money, for example, is let's say you're trading, you're a trader. You know, you are just going to have some margin and uh, you put on a small amount of margin and, and you can take a position. This uh, investment can go, I don't know, they call it pips, you know what I mean? It can go 100 pips up, right? But potentially you, you, you put a stop loss in. If it falls by, say, 25 pips, then you close it, you close it out, yeah? So if, if it's a dollar per pip, you know, you're saying I can lose $25, but I can make $100 if it goes in my favor. You are leveraging. Yes. Of course, there's a margin as well, but the margin obviously doesn't really, you don't really eat into the margin once you have stop losses, etc. Again, some technical stuff around trading. But I'm just trying to give you some examples here because one of the ways people make a lot of money is in Forex trading, is in trading the stock market. And that's what some people. Um, really make money from investing. Um, but what they do is that they have stop losses. You see, it's sort of a risk management. You have stop losses. You say, right, if this fall below this amount, you have a stop loss. And it's just the same in business. When you are, I talk about insurance already, I talk about diversification. I think my last podcast was on, on financial controls and controls. So you want, you want to have controls to manage the risks. One thing that you do want to do, as I said, is to have your stop loss. Basically, you want to calculate the, the maximum amount that you are willing to lose and put in a stop loss there. And by the way, a stop loss also comes with insurance. Yeah. So when I was if, if, if I re, if I recall my knowledge quickly, um, when you work in insurance, etc., and you manage risk, each even the insurance company they have to have a risk appetite. Yeah, or even if your business you have to have a risk appetite. Yeah? And what you will do, you will retain some risks and then you will insure the rest of risk. Um, so uh, let, me, let, let, me, let me break this down into a more, a better example for you. So let's say, for example, you was uh, insuring your business against loss of income. What you might do, you might say, okay, I will only insure my business against loss of income after three months. 
So you have a tolerance to say, if I don't make money in my business for the, for three months, I should have enough cash flow to cover that. But if it goes after three months and I'm not making money, yeah, whether you're an employee, you, you can also have income protection as well. All these kind of income protection schemes, yeah? It's risk management. It's, it's the managing the risk of not making money. That, that's what I'm talking about here, right? So effectively, you can then say for three months, I can, I can deal with that. If it goes over three months, I want to insure myself against that. And then what you do is that you go and you take out a policy. So I'm saying here that sometimes you can take out a policy. When it, when it comes to investing, it's about taking calculated risks. And it's about understanding uh, your exposure. Um, one of the things, uh, for example, that I did in financial services, again, it's called asset liability management. Because you also have the risk of mismatch. Assets and, assets and liability being mismatched, let's say in duration. Again, more technical. So I guess I'm getting, I'm getting very technical today. So um, one of the ways that we, we manage uh, risks, or we manage risk in financial services, is something we use something called asset liability management, ALM. Yeah, and here, we make sure that the assets and the liability are on the, on the same currencies and in the same duration. That mitigates a number of stuff including things like uh, liquidity risks, yeah? Um, I wouldn't go into that into too much detail. So, I mean, look, I hope you kind of uh, in, enjoy this. I mean, risk management is, is a very, very big topic. As I said to you, I'm not an expert in risk management. I have worked in risk management, mainly financial risk management, but um, there is a risk in everything you do. For example, let's take a project. There's a risk that the project doesn't finish on time. And if the project doesn't finish on time, um, maybe you're, you'll be burning more money, you'll be using more money, and potentially you could even be sued as well. It's a number, number of, number of stuff to consider uh, uh, in risks. That's why it's very important that when you're in business, you hire experts. You hire experts like me, uh, you know, financial experts, uh, business management experts, to work in your business, to help you to control your risks, yeah? Because I think last time I was talking about uh, Sabine Zoxley, I was talking about all this stuff. And the way it works from a financial perspective is always to assess the risk and understand uh, what's your risk appetite, what risk you're willing to accept, and any risk that you're not willing to accept, you must either avoid it, remove it, reduce it or potentially um, insure it. So I hope it all makes sense for you. Hope you can piece it together. And I said, there's some good news coming as well. And uh, look, this is episode 10. So I feel quite good. I'm, I'm on a roll now. I'm going to be keep doing these uh, podcasts. Um, I quite, I'm getting to quite enjoy them. I think from next year, I'm still having some guests as well. Uh, I have a few people lined up already for that. So I don't know. If you've been listening to all my episodes, I know there are a few people who've been listening to all my episodes. Big shout out to you. Uh, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, go back and listen to future episodes. No, go back, go and listen to past episodes and the future episodes. I'm getting carried away here. You can find me um, on Google. You just, just Google uh, Royce and Cumberbatch and get to know more about me and what I do. I've got a number of projects and initiatives uh, lined up for next year. So uh, for me, 
It's all about staying strong, staying healthy, and keep doing what I'm doing. Now, I want to wish you a very, very good uh, evening or good day or good night, whatever time you're listening to this. Take care of yourself, take care of your family, and God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find out more about me by Googling my name, Royston Cumberbatch. I'm on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can find me on YouTube as Roy Cumberbatch. And if you are listening on YouTube, please hit that uh, subscribe button. Or you can find me on my website at www.ratmac.com. That's R-A-C-M-A-C-S dot com. It'd be great to hear from you. And do feel free to tell me about any topics you want me to cover on future episodes. Until next time, be good to yourself and others. Keep positive and reaching for your financial goals. Bye-bye.